Star Wars 7x7 episode 2216 today. Another flashback as we look back at interviews with George Lucas. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So if you tuned into yesterday's episode, you know that we are looking back at interviews that George Lucas did in 1979 as chronicled in Once Upon a Galaxy, which is the book about the making of The Empire Strikes Back. And I initially did this episode in December of 2014. And as I am currently not in the studio, I thought it would be fun to look back at some of these interviews and you know the episodes that I did when the podcast was oh just so brand new and so today's episode and the interview segments with George Lucas that I'm focusing on they deal with the theme of control and about George Lucas translating his vision to the other professionals who are creating the movie reality and there's also a brief meditation on the importance of attention to detail in the Star Wars universe which I described at the time as an endeavor that's fraught with more danger than you'd expect. And he actually talks about, as he describes it, time bombs in a shot. And for him to have been considering that in 1979 is so remarkable because here we are in 2020 and meticulously parsing every last detail of everything that appears in every frame of a Star Wars movie. And I don't get the idea that we were doing that back in the 70s and yet this is how he was thinking about it. This is how he was experiencing the whole thing. So he was kind of preparing for that, which is a whole different kind of visionary to be sure. But that's where I'm going to leave things for the moment and I'm going to let the interviews themselves take shape. And so here from December of 2014 is part two of our series of looks back at interviews with George Lucas from 1979. Now we are picking up where we left off from yesterday's episode where we talked about how Lucas was looking back at the sets that were designed at L Street Studios and how well they actually translated from his imagination to the actual reality. And Alan Arnold notes to Lucas that it must be a curious experience for a writer to see what he has written translated from words into an actual physical state. And Lucas's response is, it's a very interesting experience. <laughs> a very neutral way of putting it. This is only the second of my pictures that I haven't directed. Uh, More American Graffiti of 1979 was the first. It's been a unique experience to write down something the way I thought it should be, explain to the director how it was supposed to be done, describe the ambiance, and then have it come out completely different from the way I thought of it. I guess all of this vocal emphasis is probably mine, but there you go. It's an interesting experience, and I can now see why screenwriters go crazy. <laughs> uh, so Alan Arnold asks him what causes these differences in interpretation, and Lucas responds, It's caused by the fact that no two people are the same, and no two people can see with the same eyes. I can know exactly how something should be, but somebody else will have a completely different point of view. It's like describing an accident after it happens. Five people can see the same accident, but each will describe it in a different way. Similarly, the nuances in a script, no matter how articulate it is, can go in so many directions. 
So Arnold says, surely as a writer, the translation to film cannot always come up to your expectations. And Lucas says, well, sometimes, but that happened more on the first film than on this one. With Empire, since I am a step away from it, I didn't expect as much, and yet it's turning out much more like I imagined than did the first one. I had much higher expectations of the first film, and we were working under much greater duress. And Lucas continues by saying, I think Kirshner is feeling similar to the way I felt on the first film. He feels that it's not coming up to its expectations. Uh, when you're on the set trying to get things to happen each day while everything's falling apart around you, the robot won't move or some technical thing malfunctions, then you're compromising day by day and dying a thousand deaths. On this picture, I haven't seen all the suffering. I've just looked at the film and said, oh, that's turned out great. Or that scene could have been a little better, but I wasn't there watching Curse suffer, struggling to get it better. And there you go. That's uh, <laughs> Lucas's dilemma in a nutshell right there, uh, having to compromise his vision. And, oh gosh, there's the whole idea of creative limitation, the idea that, you know, when your vision gets quote-unquote compromised, I guess that's one way of looking at it, but you could also look at it and say, well... This compromise is happening. How can I use this as a creative challenge to do something a little more interesting and a little more surprising than what I had initially imagined? And I don't know that Lucas is willing to <laughs> submit to serendipity and synchronicity in that same way. I think he's definitely been resistant to that idea. Um, and Arnold continues saying, it must be a relief to have a quality craftsman at work, though. And Lucas says, these films are incredibly difficult to make. Normally, a director is concerned mainly with character and with telling a story. In Star Wars films, that is important, but equally important are all the details. They're like little time bombs all over the set, thousands of them. And if you don't catch one, it could do you in. When the shot moves around and there's some little thing that isn't right, it could take the audience completely out of the movie. In a normal film, there isn't that thin edge. Reality, the reality of the world we know, is a tangible presence in most films. The viewer is there, it's real. But in a film like this, where we're creating a world that doesn't exist, it's very easy to puncture a viewer's sense of reality by a missing or wrong detail. Now, that being said, I can certainly appreciate Lucas's desire for attention to detail in that regard, because I think he's right. I think if you're going to create something, especially science fiction, and fantasy for that matter because or an epic space opera as star wars is often referred to i think you do have to get those details right and i think that's also been one of the things that has spawned its success is its attention to detail and its opening of the realm to detail to be able to be filled in in its way so we're going to explore more of this interview in the next episode thank you so much for listening in there you go. Part two of our look back at interviews with George Lucas from 1979 during the making of The Empire Strikes Back. And that's going to do it for this episode of the show as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.